The perfect picture, the space and time splitter, the Augustan calendar plumb line, we all know what common error means. Please. Watch this. Rhymes and poetry. You, 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 people have been talking, man. You know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna just do it. is happening awesome 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 guest of rhymes and poetry this is your girl nalty lee and we are yet doing another week of rhymes and poetry right here on active fm listen this is the place where christ music is the hottest music on the land and getting right into it if you're looking for us you can simply find us on our website which is www.activefm.co.za or you can catch us on our socials which is facebook at active fm or you can catch us on Instagram, which is ActiveFM777, the number of heaven. And because I love you that much, I put a little bit of sugar on it. And I'm on social media, at Rhymes and Poetry, 777 on Instagram. So get to those pages, get liking, get downloading, do the most. That's the only place and time, I always tell you guys, that's the only place and time you can do the most, so you better do the most. So getting into today's topic, right? So... This week, I was just thinking to myself, what place am I most interested in? Because we've been doing poetry around the world. And what is poetry around the world if we don't actually go around the world? And I was thinking to myself, the place that is most interesting and rich in culture is Egypt. And why would we not want to learn about Egyptian poetry? I mean, those people were famous for arts of all sorts. I mean, have you ever seen anything like the pyramids before in your life? Like, they are literally the people who have um, formed culture. They have formed art. And I thought to myself, did they do poetry? And if so, what did they poetry sound like? What type of poetry did they do? And we are going to answer that in a minute. So just a quick fun fact about Egyptians, right? They are estimated to be uh, three to one. There are estimated to be 92.1 million Egyptians in the world. Most of them are native to Egypt. So most of them have not left Egypt. And where in Egypt they constitute 99.6% of the population. So we need to get traveling to Egypt. Because I mean, they're like crowding that place. Many of them love the rich culture. They love the heritage. They love Egypt. So many of them don't migrate out of Egypt. Hence why only 0, 4% of the 92.1 million people are elsewhere in the world, but the rest of them have stuck to their place there in Egypt. Another interesting fact that, while well, I found this very interesting, is that Egypt is a transcontinental um, continent, and basically it is mostly North African, but other than that, it is transcontinental. But another thing that was very interesting was that the race, as stated by the Googlers, so if you Google it, is black. There are mostly black people in Egypt, which is very weird because all my life I thought, are they not Arabic? Um, they're like 
that's was my thinking behind it but basically those are quick fun facts about egyptians and about egypt and we are going to get into some egyptian poetry but first we need to get into some hot music because listen here christ music is the hottest music in the land and you know I always give you the most I always give you the best in music so we are gonna go into some reactive and this one is called eternity hi this is sean from rapid trade and you're listening to active fm Side, but not crushed. No, no, we strive for eternity. 
What is happening? How crazy was that song? I love Reactive and I always tell you, you need to get onto iTunes, you need to get onto Apple Music, you need to get onto Spotify, Deezer, listen, wherever you get music, Reactive is there so you can get it because Christ music is the hottest music and that's what we need to be promoting throughout, getting right back to Egyptian poetry. So basically, I was not shocked to find out that, um, the ancient Egyptian poetry were love poems because like it sort of strikes you as a place where they'd be writing love poems. I don't see like an Egyptian in ancient history writing epic poems, which that is what is said to be the first poem ever written. I see them writing love poetry and basically it says, um, Egyptians are famous for the pyramids, the mummies, the tombs, and other icons of aristocracy and the afterlife dominate our images of ancient Egypt. But love poems composed thousands of years ago may provide us with a more intimate glimpse into the lives of everyday ancient Egyptians. And I did not even think that these people did poetry. Listen, they did cave drawings. They did paintings they did pyramids they did artifacts they did gold you know what i mean you don't think in all of that that there'd be people doing poetry but like poetry is a universal language poetry is in everything and it's everywhere so like now that we've started doing poetry around the world and i figured out that okay fine there's poetry in colombia and all those other places i'm like okay nice to give every single place a chance even though most places i'm like whoa 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 who would be writing poetry there but most of these places have poetry engraved in their history a group of love poems have been found in an excavated workers village on the outskirts of the valley of kings where many pharaohs are entombed the verses allow poetry lovers and egyptophiles um, alike to tap into the emotional side of egyptian daily life people tend to assume that all ancient egyptian writing is religious so the circular nature of these songs and much other poetry continue to support surprise readers so we know that many times in egyptian history they basically had um um religious writing the most um common work to be written in literature was basically their religious writing the writing of the laws basically um and the writings of the pharaohs and basically that's how egypt was run but if we look at people like Cleopatra. Are you telling me that with such beauties in Egypt, no one was writing love poetry? I mean, it's almost impossible to overlook um, that element of, 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 Egy of Egyptians and of poetry. And obviously, we know of pharaohs as young as Titan Setamun, or I don't know what his name was, but I know that back in the days I used to watch um, a, a cartoon that was basically about him, and that's how I found out that he was actually the youngest ruler of Egypt. And that like made me question a lot of things growing up because I was like, okay, wait. So you're telling me that these people were run by kids. So like, where were the older generation that actually had? Um, insight and knowledge into um, how to run a place. Why was he the youngest? And obviously you see trends like um, the, the, the crown being passed on from generation to generation. You see um, the, 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 the bloodline and the wanting to keep the pharaohs in sort of the same bloodline. And that is how he actually um, 
was crafted in to this rulership and basically um i i looked for a, a couple of hymns because they were best known for writing poetry as hymns and that is what we discovered as well in korea that they'd write them as hymns and one of them is called the flower song and this is just a short excerpt from the flower song and it says to hear your voice is permanganite wine to me I draw life from hearing it. I could see you with every glance. It would be better for me than to eat or to drink. And that was basically translated by MV Fox. And if you, you know a lot about Egyptian history, you know that they wrote in hieroglyphics and um, basically that would need it would need to be translated um by people i love the history of egypt i love the hieroglyphic writings i always had an interest and a passion in seeing what more there was to the egyptian life than what we knew i mean there's so many intense things that the egyptians did for them not to write literature would be crazy they had kids stories they had novels and books and all of these stuff coming out of egypt and it's very interesting to see that poetry writing was one of these things and from hieroglyphics basically to hymns the earlier poetry in egypt was likely a part of an oral tra tradition and we see this all the time with the chanting the 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 the, 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 the basically um traditional part of it where they would use the the the, the poetry as sort of like a, a way to draw um the crowds in to basically culture and Basically, we see that hymn stories and prayers were passed down from speaker to speaker. It is likely that the only person out of a hundred could read or write. According to Jaco Dieleman, an Egyptologist at the University of California. And basically, we see out of this that um, Egypt was basically divided into tribes and basically divided into these little tribes. And not many of them had the the finances, the ability to go out and learn how to read and write. So we actually see that one out of a hundred could read. So for every hundred um, people that you came across, it would be most likely that one of them would be the speaker of that community because they were able to read the hymns. They were able to translate. They were able to actually um, um, let the people in on ancient history and the writings of ancient people the egyptian hieroglyphic writing system was likely invented to help with trade allowing merchants to record their wares and account for their stock later hieroglyphic writing found noble tombs and gave biographical accounts of the tombs and occupants for the passerby to read over time longer biographies narrative poems and also songs began to appear so um diving back into egyptian history the more you read on egyptian history the more you read on how big they were on mummifying people so there'd be tombs where the, the they would try and preserve the body as best as possible um especially when it came to the pharaohs um the pharaohs would basically have tombs as big as a pyramid believe it or not um that was to show the community that this person that lived um was a high-ranking member of society so they would decorate it i mean these people would be buried with a golden treasure 
what about giving it and handing it down to generation after generation to the people that lived after you know but they would basically be buried with their gold they'd be buried with their treasure and that was just to show pay homage and to show respect to the person that lived to read an ancient egyptian poem um or other writings is a two-step process and basically they were basically written in short form hieroglyphics so it was a two-step process firstly translating it and then getting it into like um a form basically that people could understand because you need to understand that when you're translating from a different language you're not just saying this is what they say here obviously direct translation can lead to a lot of misinterpretation it can lead to a lot of misunderstandings it could lead to um basically a wrong interpretation of what the person was actually trying to say historical tales and hints had been inscribed inside the tomb walls and written on papyrus and often scribbled onto the shards of limestone pottery so basically they found many ways of expressing their poetry today we see poetry is most often written or spoken we've we haven't seen it being inscribed on while many people do that they write poems like I did, for example, for my dad, when he passed away, I wrote a poem that was put onto his tombstone. Many people do that um, as a form of um, basically as a form of respect, I would say, but also as a form of getting people to understand what the person who laid there was all about. And then they'd also write it on pottery and all of these other things. So they were basically very, very, very creative. What I found interesting was that most of the poetry found in Egypt was in a worker's village. And, um, they would basically write this poetry. I was very interested in finding out whether there was Egyptian Christian poetry to no avail. Um, obviously, if you look at the history of Egypt and you look at all of that and the, the religion behind it, they, there are many stumbling blocks to actually find uh, a balance to see that, okay, this is actually what took place there and this is actually... Um, uh, the religion that was there so Christian poetry is not really common especially in the ancient times because of um, the gods they worshipped and the pharaohs and all of that so there's not many Christian poems written um, in that time. Will Fong said that students in ancient Egypt inscribed many of the surviving examples of culture's poetry. The students likely copied down poems from other texts or dictation parts from their lessons that they basically learned there and why i found egypt so interesting and why i wanted to go into um ancient egyptian poetry was because we read many places in the bible that speaks about egypt we read about the pharaoh we read about how the israelites had to be freed from this place and i found that very interesting and i wanted to see whether there'd be a lot of christian poetry because we know the stories of the parting of the red sea and that and i would think that the ancient people would see all these miracles being performed by this god and actually write about it but we see that that's not um very in evident in the, the the past and in the ancient times of the egyptians nevertheless i did manage to find some egyptian poetry that has been translated into english which we are going to get into well not yet you need to just wait a little while and we're going to get into some ancient egyptian poetry right after this
Yeah, 25 on the rack, bringing all the truth back. Everybody we know, we never own no slack. And we don't need no friends, only ride with my day ones. Jesus, my main one. And I've been on the low for the longest now, trying to make it through. Yeah, my team, we the strongest now, different kind of crew. Everybody know I'm owning now, your boy is making moves. And got me on our side, so you know we never lose, never lose. Uh, every day a miracle, so you know I gotta work when I'm taking advantage. I'm Talking on another level, talking fast, talking strong like I'm speaking in Spanish. Steph Curry, we don't see show, going for the ship and we 3 Oh, You be Andre at the free throw and I wish you were Home Depot. I just gotta do what I gotta do, yeah. I know you're watching me, so I gotta move up. We taking all the jumpers with this follow through, uh. Get focused on this level, what you gotta do? I just gotta do what I gotta do, yeah. I know you're watching me, so I gotta move up. Taking all the jumpers with this follow through uh, Get focused on this level, what you gotta do Yeah, 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 yeah me and Aaron cold, dirty rice, boy, you know it's gonna be rough. No, gonna be so rough. I barbecue a beef, sweet baby rays, know I got the sauce. Mm. Kids gotta eat, it's the realest thing that'll ever say. So when it come down to this right here, I don't mess around, it gets the first day. Yeah. Only competition stemming in the mirror, and I gotta kill him just to be a winner. I am not suicidal, but I am liable to go kamikaze. I'ma catch a body, that's a body for the body. Wrestle like I'm Roddy Roddy, Master P and Body Body Body. Uh. Standing taller than Yao Ming, gotta go to outer space to stop it. Mm. Why would you ever try to stop it? Mm. You better find a different rocket. Yeah. This is that. We and I'm losing, you know I'ma do what I gotta mm. I'm still here, thank the Lord that he been gracious he That's RMG, reflect God, reflect greatness I just gotta do what I gotta do, yeah I know you're watching me, so I gotta move up We taking all the jumpers with this follow through, uh Get focused on this level, what you gotta do I just gotta do what I gotta do, yeah I know you're watching me, so I gotta move up We taking all the jumpers with this follow through, uh Get focused on this level, what you gotta do these artists want my managers, uh, these managers wanting me uh, I know we all not grind, uh, but take several seats uh, Cause ain't nobody gonna break us, uh, God don't make mistakes So he put me on his team cause this was supposed to be my place So I'm grinding till I'm on a TV screen sitting with Ellen We only taking W's, we ain't taking no Ellen How my team roll, got these dudes sitting scary They thought that we was out there on my obituary uh, I can't believe God drafted me on the winning team and that's tenfold Jumping up over hurdles, run away from murder like I'm Maddie Winslow Every day a miracle, I just thank God that I'm living it out Trying to make a change, but I gotta change A lot of things I'm still figuring out I just gotta do what I gotta do, yeah I know you're watching me, so I gotta move up We taking all the jumpers with this follow through, uh Get focused on this level, what you gotta do I just gotta do what I gotta do, yeah I know you're watching me, so I gotta move up Taking all the jumpers with this follow through uh, You focus on this level, what you gotta do Rapid Trade is passionate about mobility and solutions that make a difference in your business From mobile sales and sales management to van sales and proof of delivery For, For a, a demo, demo call Rapid, Rapid Trade on 011-493-9755 Rapid, Rapid Trade, Trade. Ahead of the game. Now that we're talking about Egypt and the history behind Egypt, I thought that we'd go into some quick facts 
about Egypt. And it has always been um, a mystery as to how the ancient Egyptians built the pyramids. Firstly, how they made these structures, because it's like, um, obviously, the pyramid structures, and how they made them stand and how these structures did not fall. And basically, the biggest um, mystery about how the Egyptians built the pyramids were how did they move all these big slabs of stone into place to, to actually build the pyramids. Because if you look at ancient times, they didn't have trucks. They didn't have... Um, those pulley systems or they didn't have machinery to support them um actually carrying these heavy stone structures across the desert and basically this was one of the the, the biggest things that um, um scientists tried to discover how did they move these heavy stone slabs across the desert in order to get them to a place where they built the pyramid and basically it was discovered that the ancient egyptians who built the pyramids were able to move these massive stone blocks across the desert by wetting sand in front of the contraption to pull the heavy objects across. And basically there was a new study um, that was made and they were wondering how they did this and they actually discovered a wall painting and as I spoke about the, the history of the paintings on the walls and the caves and whatever there was actually a wall painting discovered in the in an ancient tomb um, which dates back to 1900 BC which depicts 172 men hauling an immense statue um, using ropes attached to a sledge in the drawing there's one person that can be seen standing in front of this huge sledge and he's pouring water over the sand and why he would do this is that it would be easier for the slab to slide over the wet sand than it would be for it to slide over the dry sand and then these men were actually employed back in those days to pull these heavy slabs across and to actually um put them in place to build the pyramids what then is a mystery for me in my eyes because okay yes we've discovered how they pulled the slab into place to build a pyramid but what is a mystery for me is okay i've put the first layer how do we carry the second layer and put it on okay now we've put the second layer how did they carry the third layer and the fourth layer and all the way to the top because these stones were were heavy and also another interesting fact was that the pyramids of giza which are the most um famous pyramids in Egypt and were built between 2,589 and 2,004 BC. And that's how far these pyramids date back. I mean, these people worked. If you had to compare the work that we do these days that tires us and the work that these people did, these people worked. These people were pulling heavy stone around and they were basically placing it in place. That's so these pyramids could be built and that's so it would be a monument for the people that they respected to be buried inside these huge pyramids. And basically, that is the history on the building of these pyramids. Getting into the poetry. The first one is, well, they all love poems, but the first one goes as follows. Your love has penetrated all within me, like honey plunged into water, like an odor which penetrates spices, as when one mixes juice in uncertain, nevertheless you run to seek your sister, like the steed upon battlefield. As a warrior rolls along on the spokes, his wheels, for heaven makes your love like advanced flames in straw and its longing like the downward swoop 
of a hawk and basically this is a very beautiful poem we see a lot of similes being drawn across the poem um the comparison of the love to honey plunged in water to the odor that penetrates spices and we know that in base, uh, basic um ancient history they were known mostly for their gold for their spices and for all of these other things and this is a beautiful poem it's beautifully written it makes many references to to other things to bring about um the the, the image of the love that the person gave them and if we look at it more intensely, like honey plunged in water, we get the sweetness of it. Like the odor that penetrates spices, we get the, 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 the feeling that comes with it. And basically they've drawn across the whole poem um, using the similes that have been discussed earlier on. Okay, the next poem goes as follows. The voice of the wild goose cries, where she has seized her bait. But your love holds me back. I'm unable to liberate her. I must then take home my net. What shall I say to my mother, to whom I formerly come each day, loaded down with fowls? I shall not set the snares today, for your love has caught me. That is beautiful poetry. I love their love poetry. I love um, the essence of family that they brought into their love poetry. I love the personification that comes across um, when using the concepts of love. And you see, it was a very key concept in um, ancient history where they'd use um, love across um, their poetry. The next one goes as follows. The wild goose flies up and soars. She sinks down upon the net. The birds cry in flocks but hasten homewards since i care for your love alone my heart yearns for your rest i cannot sunder myself from your attractions and that's basically another love poem and this one goes as follows thou beautiful one my heart's desire to procure for your food as your husband my arm resting upon your arm you have changed me by your love thus i say in my heart in my soul at my prayers i lack my commander tonight i am as one dwelling in a tomb be you but in health and strength then the nearness of your countenance sheds delight but reason of your well-being over a heart which seeks you with longing and this basically speaks um about the ancient husband and obviously they would go out and they would go and hunt back in the days for food they would go out and they'd work for the food that would need to be provided into their homes and he's basically speaking of love in this poem using metaphors drawing across um the the, the basic feeling and vision of the love that was brought um, forth. So basically, those are the poems that I found from basic ancient Egypt. And they speak a lot about love. I love the fact that they draw towards... Um, personification where they personifying things and bringing things across in such a way where they're giving them human um likeness human um affections and feelings and emotions and all of these things um giving them the the, the basic things that humans can do in order to bring them to life i love the fact that they use metaphors they use similes to bring about feeling they evoke a lot of feeling and what i've seen as you read these poems it it invokes your 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 your, your senses it's either you smelling something, you seeing something, you tasting something, you feeling the emotion. And that is what 
good poetry is supposed to do it's supposed to bring you into a place where you're like okay now i'm i can actually experience what this person was experiencing when they were writing the poem and many of these poems were written in the worker villages these workers would leave home very very early in the morning many of them building pyramids many of them doing hard labor working for the pharaohs bringing the pharaohs food and they needed to bring home um the food and provision for their family and while they were away from their family they would basically write these poems i mean it's not like these days i i think we we often think that the ancient times were like these days where the person leaves in the morning then you see them in the afternoon that's not how it was in ancient times these people would leave for weeks months on end and they would not see their families and a, as a way of communication they would actually write poetry to the people that they loved as the way um that they would communicate to the people that they loved they would write literature like letters they would write books and all of these things and these this is how they communicated there were no phones back then they couldn't just drop a text and be like yo listen work is going great or whatever the case was so they actually had handwritten notes they had letters which they would put in bottles and sell across the river or whatever they had but whatever means they used they needed to use writing and literature as a way of communication and that's what i loved about the ancient times i mean they would scribe for life they would literally write and that's basically what um literature is all about i i know that in this modern time that we are in we are moving more away from writing on actual paper i mean now people are still going to school and writing with books and pens but it's being implemented that they're actually going to bring ipads in and all of these other things and we're moving further and further away from the ancient times of where we used to write i mean can you imagine writing with the quill and ink it's my dream. I literally am going to have a bowl of ink on my desk and a quill. And I'm going to have the ancient um, scrolls that they used to write, write on. I promise you my office is going to be filled with all of this stuff. Because it is very much a part of ancient history that is alive and it brings life to you. I actually want to write a poem using a quill and using ink. That is my dream. And one day I'll accomplish it and I'll come back and tell you. I'll be like, guys, remember that time I was speaking about writing with the quill and ink? I did it. And I want to basically go back to that because that is where um, everything began. And that is where everything should go back to. Moving away from it for me is something that should not happen. But as technology advances, we're seeing iPads that have their own pens where you're actually writing on the iPad. It translates your handwriting into text. I mean, where are we going? But in if you're a lover of literature, if you're a lover of poetry and ancient ways of writing, you will know that going back to typewriters and all of that is a dream for many of us. And speaking of dreams, we're going to go into some adverts that will show us what we need to be dreaming about because everything in the Christ life is things that need to be in your dream. See you after this. Hi, this is DJ Drr, and you're listening to Active FM. That has been awesome. We have been speaking everything Egyptian, everything ancient, everything poetry, because Rhymes and Poetry is the place where you get the best tips on poetry, you get the best news on poetry, you get the best things you've never, ever heard before on poetry. And getting into that, we are going to keep going 
to poetry around the world and I'm interested to see how many other people wrote poetry. I'm interested to see what poetry sounded like in many of these other places. I would have loved to see um, other poetry, like Christian poetry in ancient Egypt times. I would have loved to see epic poems come out. I would have loved to see sonnets and all of these things being drawn across, but that is not what we have seen. We have seen a lot of love poetry coming across. I love the fact that they still used um, the rules of poetry. They still use personification. They still use metaphors and they use similes. And it was truly, truly, truly amazing to see the rhyme schemes and how they brought um, love to life, how they personified life, how they used metaphors to actually make you feel the emotion since the emotion rather than you just reading a poem and it's da 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 and then you finished. So it is very interesting doing poetry around the world and we're going to keep going to poetry around the world. But as for me, this is another week of me signing out. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you where to find us. If you're looking for us on any of our platforms, you can find us on our website, which is www.activefm.co.za. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at activefm777. And because I love you that much, you can find me on my personal platform, which is Rhymes and Poetry, triple seven, the number of heaven. But for another week, this is Nalty Lee signing out. Peace out and God bless. Christ music is hot music.
Apart.